Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. You should know me by now. You've listened to some episodes. Today, I have, I have, a, I have a special guest here. I have Chris Franzoni from Eat More Baltimore. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So you're you're doing big numbers. You're doing big things. You're every like when I come across your stuff on socials, one, I'm like, okay, suddenly I'm hungry. <laughs> and, and then <laughs> That's two, the point. That's the point. So it's working. <laughs> yeah. And then two is yeah, yeah, it's like uh, you're my mind. And then two, um, it's like, where, how did, when did you go there again? How, what? what? Who, do you, who are these people? Where are these places? This is local. So tell us, tell the fine folks out there who are uninitiated about what you're doing with your your, your, your blog, your, your online presence, and more about your background, because I know you from food scope. I'm sure it's bigger than that, but let's speak on it for a bit. Yeah. So, I mean, I started it about six years ago. Um, I was inspired by a friend who was who recently moved. Well, not recently. She moved there seven years ago. Um, she had a food account called Nashville Food Fan, um, and it's basically doing the same thing that I'm doing here with Eat More Baltimore. But at that time, nobody was really doing it here. And she said, "Well, why don't you start one in Baltimore since nobody's doing it? And I'll show you the ropes, what you need to be doing." Um, I just got it started and just started posting a lot of food. I was going out to eat already and taking pictures, and I was probably that annoying person who was just like taking pictures of food and posting it on my personal Instagram. Yeah. So everyone was probably relieved when I was like, okay, if you want to follow me over here, follow me over here. This is where my food will be. But <laughs> I like when, when some people, um, I, I have this account, it's a, I'll call it a burner account. Yeah. It was a it was a bit that came up at home um, of certain snacks that are for a certain personality type. And let's just say we call the personality type light skin. And it's like, it's a lot of light skin snacks on here. So it's like the golden Oreos. It's kind of a certain degree of pretentious things. It's like, oh, here's some, um, what is it, uh, Moscato flutes. <laughs> and it's like, mm, that's a burner account. I haven't really put a lot of attention to it. That's my... <laughs> a Finsta. Yes, yeah, li- yeah. literally. <laughs> so so, so, when in, so you, you talked about, like, you had a friend that kind of slid you in. So you're already going out to, to eat and all. What is, like, what are some of those things that you would be covering outside of, like, um, the food? So, I mean, it's funny because even when I started covering things that were outside of Baltimore, yeah. people start commenting like, this isn't in Baltimore. Where is this? And I'm like, it's, it's half an hour outside. It's okay, it's okay to leave. You can yeah. even go yeah, there yeah. for a day, for an afternoon. Um, and I haven't really strayed that far outside of the outside of the food scene. Sure. I mean, I'll do events. If they're like local charity events, I'll help highlight them. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's interesting because I've been so focused on Instagram for the past six years, and I just started... Uh, my foray into like TikTok, yeah. which is a totally different animal. And with that, I feel like you're able to share a lot more experiences and stuff that you're doing. You have to be a little more, more entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of the food, I've kind of like stuck to it because, you know, I got in that niche and people didn't want anything else. Like, <laughs> they don't want to see me eat, but pictures of me, they don't want to see that. <laughs> I have more to say. Nah, nah, right. nah. No, no, no. Stick to food. <laughs> Take pictures of macaroni and exactly. cheese. Thanks. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, I, I go I'm back more than that, <laughs> right? I go back to like one of my other podcasts. We had a segment on there um, that was just kind of like recent things that were happening in the food, food trends, and things like that. Yeah. And um, my co-host at the time, he got really into it, and I was just cooking at the house, and I, I like to try do different things, right? And he's like, "No, no, 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 do that slower. I need to video it." I was like, oh, "What the hell?" I was like, "Can we cook this?" I was like, "The water's boiling." Um, so. So looking at it, like, how often are you cooking at home versus going out to eat? Because if someone just followed you and lived vicariously, it's like, how does this man survive? Like, how are you eating all the time? And just so speak more on that. It's a little bit of Instagram magic uh, with a little bit of pandemic now thrown into it. When I, you know, leading up the pandemic, I was going leading up to the pandemic, I was going out 
multiple times a day and never <laughs> eating at home. Um, you know, when the pandemic happened, that kind of changed everything. Yeah. So now I've started creeping back into doing a lot more restaurants, but I'm still at home like quite often. I mean, <laughs> for doing, doing this for six years, you kind of build up a library of a photo. So I, I mean, actually, I would probably never have to go out to eat again <laughs> in the next year or two because wow. I could just use all the content that I have. I think I have like 90,000 photos like in my album right now. Wow. Uh, and yeah, it's a, it's a mess. <laughs> so how, how, do you, how do you keep up on it? Like in terms of what's... <laughs> The opens and the closes and like what's a new place that's worthy of your your time and your interest because ultimately you're, you're going to these places you have just I think bringing your interest in or some people that are going out they they have to stay up on it whether it be reading like let's say Baltimore magazine or something like that of what's the new place or just right, traveling right. the city how do you stay up on what's open what's not open and what's what's new really mostly through social media okay you know I mean because it's so in tuned with what you want right now with the algorithm. I mean, they can they know what you want to see, essentially. And they just throw that at you nonstop. So all this stuff will pop up, um, and then I'll start following it. Or if a new restaurant you know opens up, they might start following me. So then I'll see it there, and yeah. then you read about it. But, I mean, Baltimore is pretty small still. So yeah. you know the word travels pretty quickly when something is going to open up or when it closes. Yeah. So when you go on and you, you run into, like, the algorithm the Maasai, right? Right, right. <laughs> What are some hallmarks that you look for as to like, all right, that's new. That's like maybe in my neighborhood. I have something to do over there already. So let me stop over. What are some what are some things that you look for maybe from that social media profile, but not necessarily driven by the algorithm per se that you're like, you know what? This now has my interest. Oh, Frosé. Sure. Like what, <laughs> right, what is right. that thing for you? Or what are those things for you rather? I mean, I think now I'm like, I look for. Well, I mean, food porn is obviously the first thing, wow. because that's gonna grab that's gonna grab the attention of people, yeah. right? And that's what puts you in front of everyone. Yeah, the people you know, more interaction, want. more engagement, more comments, more shares. All of that stuff puts you in front of more people, which yeah. is, I mean, kind of the point of Instagram. Um, for a more, you know, speaking from a more personal level, sure. I think that looking at the menu and seeing if there's anything interesting on there, um, you no know, new new menu ideas, new trends that are popping in, yeah. like stuff like that. If, if they have something that I haven't seen before, that I might go over and check it out a little faster. Um, but I try to keep, I mean, I have a running list of restaurants now in, in like my notes that I say, okay, I have to hit all these places in the next few weeks to, to check them out. With, typically with a specific dish in mind that I know is going to be pretty good. That that's I recently got into using a letterboxed, so mm-hmm. that, it's like the food equivalent right, of that. Right, it's right, like, yeah. oh, here's my watch, here's my eat list. I, like, I, when I go to a place, um, I'm, I'm generally looking for, if they have shrimp and grits on the menu, yeah. that's what I'm judging it on, which... It's wild. It's not even the thing that's really ours, per se. Right. There are a bunch of places that have it here. I think Water for Chocolate, though, is probably the best shrimp and grits in the city. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Yeah. Might be an interview coming up. It's funny you say <laughs> that. You uh, so a good transition. A, now little, I'm gonna, a little plug. Now I'm going to hold them to us. I love it. I, I, Sean. Bring Sean. it here. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Um, and also with, with, with bakeries, like, I'm, I'm, a cho- I'm a cookie lover, right? Mm-hmm. And if that chocolate chip cookie is not where it needs to be at, it's just like, I, I don't know if I need to look at the rest of the menu. But what kind of chocolate chip cookie? Are the, you like the soft and gooey or like the crisp? Like, mm. I feel like there's a, it changes. Do you, do you actually want this answer? Because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very, uh, it's a divisive answer. Sure. Chocolate chip walnut. Oh, yeah. See? <laughs> I, I knew it. Well, that's, that's literally the thing. Um, but uh, in terms of texture, gooey. If I can get something that's a right. little gooey, not too crisp, but like you know, um, what is it? Uh, it's that that, that that the 
but uh, Outerbinds, they have like yeah. the more crispy ones. Mm-hmm. Those are very right. good. Yeah. But as far as like, I want something that feels like this was just baked. Right. And it's a little like, eh, you know, a little, you, it has a little malleable to it. Right. right. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. But, um, but it has to be warm though. Uh, I'll, I'll heat it up. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now this is how wild it gets. I'll order from Levine. <laughs> yeah. I'll just, yeah, $70. Let's make I it happen. I have in my freezer right now. You can get them frozen at the grocery store. Oh, no, no. I have to get them directly from the source. <laughs> frozen. frozen. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> so I read that you've done some collaborations and um, brand partnerships such as Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's. Yeah. How has it been like working with like household names in the food industry? And, and what's that dream collaboration that you, like, if it presented itself, you're like, I'm here for it. Yeah, I think, I mean, working with them is great. They, I mean, they're typically very easy to work with. Sure. They come to you with a campaign and say, this is what we're highlighting right now. I yeah. think I think I did one for McDonald's that was the McRib. Yes. Um, and then we did for, I think, for Duncan, it was the, uh, the, the like, Purple Fridays or leading into the, into the Raven season. Um, so they have an idea of what they want to do, and then you just go and you shoot it, and and, and that's that. They approve it and post it, and then it's, and then it's over. Inside um, baseball, I see. Right, right, right. It's, I mean, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, Dream collaborations? I I don't know whether my dream collaborations match the page. Like I'd love to I'd love to do elevated, more upscale collaborations. Like if I could work with like, the, the Michelin Guide or the James Beard Foundation or something like that, um, like I would love that. And I and I, someone there there's a New York Instagrammer who just did a collaboration, I think, with the Michelin. And I was like, oh, so maybe it is possible. Let's manifest this. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Let's make it, yeah, I'm yeah. ready. Yeah. Just, you know, just highlight, you know, us little people here, the, 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 <laughs> the, the, the mediocre podcasters here. Just Let's put make, it out there if you yeah. put it out there. So I've seen you've done some some interesting videos. There's some funny ones. The the gym with the donuts. I was like, all right, this. this That's this, the TikTok part. You have to. This is great. The TikTok. <laughs> yes, this is great. I sounded super old. The TikTok. The TikTok. I said it. <laughs> We're on the TikTok. <laughs> Follow me, youngins. We're on the TikTok. <laughs> I, w- I watch a lot of like Food Network shows, travel shows, and. Uh, my girlfriend can attest to this. When we were up for, like, usually if we go out of town and eat travel, we go to restaurants. I'm like, that's that's literally my role. Yeah. And when we're getting in, it's like, can we stop watching Food Network? It's like, no, no, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> um, and I usually watch stuff that's centered around food because I'm interested in it. That's just like an area for me. Yeah. So what... What do you enjoy doing from a fitness standpoint? Because I have that question for like the foodies, like how are you keeping it in line? I remember Adam Richman kind of struggled with that doing the man versus food stuff, and he's right. like, you know, I am, I can't be eating these burgers like this. But what are you doing in having the the social media component? And what are you doing? What do you like to do to stay like in shape, fit? You're a runner. What do you do? Um, I don't like doing any of it really. <laughs> <laughs> but I but I force myself. I, I mean, actually, you know, when I started doing it, I I wasn't the biggest fan, but now I'm in a routine. Yeah. Um, and I enjoy it a lot. Um, and my trainer's great. Shout out to Kobe, <laughs> working a grind. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't. I have to. I mean, here's more inside, insider baseball of how sure. it all really works is that I don't actually eat the full portion of everything that I'm getting. I know. Oh my! Oh my my stars like and goddesses. Like I'm, like <laughs> I'm a foodie fraud. <laughs> Clutching my digital pearls here. <laughs> um, I try everything, but there's no way you can get through <clears throat> the stuff. I mean, when, I'm, when we're going out, and if, especially if a restaurant invites me in, yeah, they're bringing out everything, you know, and it's you know eight, nine, ten dishes and courses, and there's no way you can get through that. Yeah, um, and stay healthy. So, <clears throat> and that was another thing that I think you know, the pandemic helped me out a little bit because I think at one point before that I was getting very unhealthy, going out constantly, and when you're eating out, it's just, it's just not good for you. Yeah, and that kind of forced me into a <clears throat> into a healthier routine and a healthier pattern. And now once I got into that, I can 
regulate what I'm doing when I'm going out and just I don't go as crazy. Well, if you look at what I'm doing, it's still crazy, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, hold on. You might want to revise that. Comparatively, right. Just the regulators is playing from Warren G. Edry. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I usually do this this like karmic math of like, all right, if I'm going to eat this cheesesteak, that's about 35 right. extra how minutes many minutes? How long day. do I have to be on the elliptical? <laughs> right. Right, yeah. Um, but definitely um, getting into like a regiment, like I... You know, I started like doing like the weights, what have you, and people would joke like, "Yo, you've lost like a fair amount of weight during yeah. like the pandemic." And I was like, "I'm still, I'm still eating the meachies like every fucking every other day, <laughs> or what have you." And um, but I think I, I've recently kind of gotten to doing the uh, like the like mega fit, doing mm-hmm. the, the box stuff, or what have you, yeah. and I like it. I like it a lot actually, and it simplifies it, but. You know, that's super regimented, but when it comes to the weekends, it's like I'm looking around like, all right, where am I going? Right. What am I doing this game, week? Game over. Like, what's, what's going <laughs> well, on? I, I, and I can do that during the day, too. Like, I can be great at breakfast. I can be great at lunch. And then, like, dinner time, I'm like, oh. So, so, but <laughs> like, what, it was so great. But what's your guilty pleasure? It is it is it is it this. pasta? Is it French fries? I mean, yeah. I, I can't. There's not a French fry I can turn down. <laughs> <laughs> if they're French fries, you have to eat them. <laughs> My girlfriend will like she, that's what she, she was like, I read and eat French fries. Like, what are you talking about? Right. And it's funny because my partner, uh, Stan, he, if he never had a potato product again, he'd be fine with it. I'm like, what? No. What do you mean? <laughs> French fries. Like, I, I literally eat all the French fries. There's no, fr- there's literally no French fry I, I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Um, so I'm going to be a little geeky right here. Let's consider 2020, like the snap from the Avengers, right? Just, mm-hmm. Which, like, in, in many of our favorite restaurants of clothes, they're, you know, in memoriam kind of, right? Right, right, right. Um, what would you, which ones would you want to bring back? I mean, maybe that's like a, a, a weird question, but if you could unsnap them, which ones do you want to bring back and, and, and why? Is it like you, you touched on earlier, when you're looking at a restaurant, it's a certain food item. Right. So is it an item that might be drawing it, like, or... Is it a place you want to bring back because of the environment, or is it solely like if I can just bring that one sandwich back? That's all I really. I think. I mean, I think there are a couple of places that shut down um, over the past year and a half that were kind of land like more institutions in Baltimore, like City Cafe. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> in Mount Vernon was around for twenty. They literally had just celebrated their twenty fifth anniversary. Um, and it was just a great place to go in, yes. in the community. I mean. You know, Mount Vernon is an interesting place right now because it's going through a lot of transitions, and I don't know where that. I feel like there's a lot of co- controversy and feelings about what's happening there, and I don't know where we see it in the next few years. I mean, there's no the gay life, the gay nightlife mm-hmm. is completely. I mean, we, you have Leon's, and I think the Eagle further up the street, but yeah. there's no more like gayborhood as it as it used to exist, and with that, you lost a lot of the restaurants and mm-hmm. a lot of the other bars. Um, so you know. I wish that, I, I hope that that comes back up to the neighborhood. I don't know if it's going to be at that like, same authentic self, but. Yeah, like that, I remember <laughs> uh, one of my good friends, her uh, bachelorette party was at like the Hippo, what have you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is my first time going here. This is great. And I was, I was living a very weird, I feel like I was playing a character. <laughs> I was like, eh, let's do this. Karaoke, spin it. Let's do it. Well, it, but, I mean, the funny thing about that is that you could have gone there in 1983 <laughs> and then also in 2013, yeah. and it was the exact same. Like, well, carpets on the walls, 
same DJ booth, like everything, but you knew what you were getting when you went there. <laughs> it was, uh, I, I believe it was 2013 when I went there. Yeah. And I just remember I was smoking clove cigarettes all the time. I was like, yeah, man, you know, this is what we're doing. And well, it hadn't changed in the 30, in the 30 years leading up to that. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, that that's a thing that you, you see, and it's like, no, neighborhoods have to have their 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 spaces and their right, spots exactly. or what have you. And you know, I I get tight about because I, I don't really care, but I get tight about when things come in that shouldn't be in there. It's like, I don't need this pharmacy here. Like, who cares? Right. Like, there are other options. Why here? That, that's literally what my mind goes to. It's like, right. why here? And um, I didn't have the chance to go to, like, Grand Central or anything, but, you know, it's just and in the things happening there. You may, get a, you may get a restaurant in that space, possibly, but, you know, I don't know what it's going to I mean, it's just going to be a big condo or office space. I don't I, even know what it's going to be. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll put it this way. I, people that have listened to me and heard me in conversation either on here or outside of this, I always say, I was like, Baltimore's scary, Baltimore's dangerous, yet we still are building up properties for people to live in. Crazy amount of properties right now. Which well, one? If you look around, <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering, you know, because you see the census and you see all this data coming in about how everyone's leaving the city. But if you look around, like, doesn't, if you look up, cranes everywhere. Doesn't align. Right. Who's moving in to all these places? And. You know, like, I also rally in in going back into food, always rally and speak on, like, how good our food scene is here, I think. I think we have a lot of unique restaurants, a lot of, like, talent that is coming into the city, which kind of aligns to that. Like, I think when you have more nightlife, all those, some of us, as you've touched on, have been kind of cut out. And that's a whole weird component that thinks takes away from things culturally speaking. Right, right. Um, But you, you, when you start bringing in talent, you start bringing in culture, food, art, all of these different things that I've kind of been more aware of in doing this podcast, Mm -hmm. it can't be people are leaving. Why would you be bringing that in? If people are leaving. Yeah. Well, because they're doing the research, right, on the back end. So yeah. they have to know something that we all don't know. Otherwise, right. they wouldn't be investing billions. Well, maybe they're just going to snap us all out of here and just, <laughs> we're gone. So uh, comparatively, like, some of the other, like, cities that are around here, because I would imagine you're, you're a traveler, right? Yeah. So some of the other cities that are in this region or even abroad, where would you kind of, like, rank, like, Baltimore in comparison to, let's say, parts of New York or, or D.C. Or, or Philly or what have you, because there's always this kind of loose competition floating around. I think we got better stuff, but I want to hear your, your take on it. I mean, I think they're all they're all a little bit different. Sure. You, you get different things in different cities. I mean, New York obviously has a population of about 8 million people or something. Yeah. It's the finance center of the, of the world, or one of them. And so you have a level of money and investment and all of that stuff that just automatically draws people. So you're going to have an elevated level of a restaurant scene. That's where you have like all the Michelin stars yeah. and the beard awards and all of that stuff. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with, I mean, it has to do with a lot of the population that's there. And then you, I think you go down to like Philly, which has a population of like 1.6 or something like that. Still a little bit more elevated in terms of, in terms of like your fancy cuisine. Sure. Not necessarily like your more baseline restaurants, yeah. but just a higher level of, uh, of a, I mean, I'll probably get in trouble for saying something like that, of, of, you know, of, of chefs and, and, that, and that type of thing. I mean, we have amazing chefs here, yeah. but there are just more of them in these other cities. And D.C. is interesting because really, I mean, I lived in D.C. I mean, I lived down there for, two, we lived down there for two years, but I guess this was like eight or eight to ten years ago. And, and then, like, when I was growing up in Baltimore, mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't go to DC for restaurants like at all. Like nothing was there, and yeah. I think really there they've had a renaissance probably in the last eight to ten ish, twelve ish years where stuff has really started going in there. Yeah. Um, but a totally different environment than Philly and New York because it's all 
the politicians down there. So it's more for, much more elevated, mm-hmm. but still formal. Um, but in Baltimore, you get you have as many talented chefs, but we don't get the accolades. Yeah, and I think I think that's the key thing. I think it's like little known secret that we have so much like good food here, right? And and good restaurants here, and talented and constantly chefs. Constantly overlooked. Yes. Um, even, and this may be part of the problem. It's even overlooked within Baltimore. Because back to, I think you were saying earlier, you know, if you're going through my feed and you see something, you're like, I've never even heard of that place. (laughs) I mean, it's a small city. There there are only so many places. And I I get that comment and that message a lot. Like, I didn't even know about this place. And they're going to check it out. So, um, I mean, I think that's a great thing. I I love love bringing awareness. And I think a lot of people are also doing that, like, along with me. um, Because there are a lot of people who are as passionate or even more passionate about it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Baltimore is up there. Yeah, I mean, we just need to put it more on the map. Just keep keep going. That's the purpose of this podcast, in some ways. <laughs> exactly. I think in I think one of the, the things that I've noticed, and it's like areas where if I haven't been there like enough, I put it in my head. It's like, look, I need to go there. I need to spend right. some more time here. Yeah. Check out something. Spend some cash and just do it. Don't keep it within the large community, but not in your own like micro community. Like if right. I kept everything in East Baltimore, then. I, one, I wouldn't know what's going on in West Baltimore. Like, right. what it, I hate the name, but Sawebo, I would know what's going on over there, what have you. Yes. And, you know, there's a few restaurants over there. I was like, oh, they, they I mean, that's that. next to Federal Hill West, right? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Pig Town North or what have <laughs> right. you. Yes. And I saw that. I'm like, oh. It's like, can we, <laughs> can we do something Come different? On, right. <laughs> and, um, you know, and it was, it was funny when we went into Holland's Market, mm-hmm. we went to the most pretentious part of it. You know, we went to like straight past all of like the butcher stuff, all of that stuff that you would see in right. like traditional like open air. We went to the back. I was like, oh, hmm, sardines and European items. <laughs> this is what we do. We do that, coffee and other snobbery. So one of the things I Guilty. spend, I spend probably $100 a week on coffee. That's an extravagance. That's good. Yeah. What is an extravagance for you food related? Um, I mean, I think I go... I mean, truffle, I think. Wow. If you put truffle, I mean, and I don't like go out and buy it a lot, but if it's on a dish, like at a restaurant, then I'm like, that's it. You're at a different level. (laughs) You're at a different level. I don't don't really do, I don't do the truffle too much. I don't do the truffle. I love mushrooms, though, but I don't really do truffles for whatever reason. Yeah. I, I, had an, I had an idea, like, you know, Wegmans and all, and they have, like, oh, we have some rice here, we put the truffle. It's like, why don't you just sell that rice, just truffle rice? <laughs> I was like, it's already expensive, let's repurpose it. So if you, you see a menu item that has, like, truffle in it or what have you, that's your go-to? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I was just imagining you sitting there and someone comes out with the truffle almost like the prime I mean, cheese. I'm fine with that, too. <laughs> they, but you don't, you don't get that a lot in Baltimore. <laughs> a couple places. But. Oh, <laughs> that's great. Just, just, just hitting the truffle on it. Just the truffle oil or truffle salt, whatever. Truffle oil. That's not. That's 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 an issue right there. It is. Well, yeah. <laughs> um. So Baltimore has uh, has grown to include a nice mix of cuisines embodying our local flavors as well as international flavors like Haitian food, Mexican food, Ethiopian, to name a few. What country's cuisine uh, do you love to eat the most, and why? Um, I think Italian. Well, right, with Franzoni, right. <laughs> um, just because I grew up with it on, you know, two sides of my family. Yeah. Um, so just growing up with, like, all the good Italian the sauces and the gravies and the... We do, my, my family does a um, a crabs and spaghetti, which is... I feel like that's a, like a, could be, like, a Baltimore delicacy. Although they say it's from Philadelphia because that part of the family is from Philadelphia. <sighs> 
Again, but, right? <laughs> right. So, I mean, basically what it is is you take your leftover crabs, if you have leftover crabs. Most people don't. <laughs> well, right, right. But if you do, yeah. or just order more and put them aside yeah. so you can do Side this. Side crab. Right. I mean, so you take it out, you, you clean off the top of the crab, yeah. hard, a steamed hard shell crab, and you leave the seasoning yeah. all around it. Saute that in a pan with some olive oil and garlic, um, and then throw in your tomato sauce. And just let that simmer for a few hours. Sounds delicious. Yeah. It's really good. And then you eat the, and you can add crab meat in too, but then you eat the pasta, the spaghetti, and then you can pick the crabs. It's, it makes eating crabs messier than just eating regular crabs, which is hard to do. Once you said you, you have to pick them, I was going to nip that idea and... Just throw in a little extra crab meat, because you're really doing it for the yeah. the flavor of the, you know, the crab flavor and then the old bay. I'm, I'm going to figure out a way to steal that idea, but make it the, the lazy man's version, because I, I this, this is shocking. I don't pick crabs. No? No. At all. Uh, I am, as I've, I've said it before, when it comes to chicken wings, mm -hmm. I'll say it when it comes to crab. I'm a civilized man. I need my food to be right? <laughs> and like, I like my grapes peeled and fed to me. <laughs> That's perfect. But uh, yeah, I, I like to do a, um, a smoked crab cake. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know if I've had that. It's Japanese influenced. Yeah. It's very, uh, it, it, so it has the panko in it, QP, right, right. a little forkaki, smoke it in the Traeger, and... Um, it's, it's usually my holiday like uh, appetizer, like the Thanksgiving appetizer, because right, right, right. I don't like to really go with the traditional kind of things or having. So for you, going going against tradition, what would be that that item that you're like, you know what, this is this is something I do. This is now my tradition. You're going against that that normal like, uh, for instance, my girlfriend doesn't like cake, so for our birthday she does pie. So that would be against, you right, know, right. birthday. Who, who hears birthday pie? Right. So what would be? I, mean, I, don't, I don't mind it. No, <laughs> hit a bramble. Hit a bramble like y'all need, I need <laughs> exactly. one. Exactly. So what, what, what's your what's your item? Like, do you do anything that's like outside of that normal? What have you? That's a regular thing, but it's really your tradition. It's not necessarily a family thing that was inherited. Hmm. No, I immediately just went to a family thing. Ah, well. <laughs> but no, I, I don't think that there's anything that I do necessarily. Like on my own, that's any different. Okay. I mean, my family tradition was is like sauerkraut at Thanksgiving. Really? Like my grandmother used to do. And it's kind of a Baltimore thing, too, I yeah. feel. Um, and there were actually a couple of articles. I think there's an article um, in the song. One, I was interviewed in one of them, but I think there was another article that talked about the traditions of sauerkraut in Baltimore and how it actually came came into place. Um, and it's it's fried sauerkraut, Yeah. basically. Um, and I think it was Ostrovsky's. Sausage from Fellows Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and my grandmother would make it, and you just fry the sauerkraut, butter, brown sugar, mm. do that, throw in the sausage. Uh, it's a like caramelized sauerkraut, and people are probably thinking, like, ooh, that sounds disgusting. I like sauerkraut. It's a very polarized, that's another very polarizing yeah. thing, sauerkraut. I like sauerkraut. People don't get it. I put it on hot dogs, mustard, yeah. the whole thing. Uh, let's see. It makes your house smell terrible, though. How dare you? That's why I just have like the black magic spray on deck. It's, yes. it's like the inside of someone's car. Yeah. Um, aside from Baltimore, um, what city have you you eaten the best in? Like, because you you mentioned the international travel. You've mentioned, um, well, not you didn't mention international travel, no. but you you mentioned like travel like here, like you know, in this region, and you've mentioned that travel's a thing for you. But where have you like eaten your best? Like, look, I I spent a thousand dollars on food here, and this was great. Like, you took a trip to Rome or something. Like, where where have you eaten the best and and why was that, you know, um, what are the highlights, well, I guess? So my other, my other favorite <laughs> food city, I, so I lived in New York for a few years, too. Sure. That's where I went to law school. Um, so I was up there for four years. So I, you know, got pretty into the food scene up there and love that. And, and, you know, you can get whatever you want. <laughs> if there's something you want, that's the place you can get it. Late night donuts. Right, exactly. Um, 
most extravagant meal sure. that I probably ever had was in Chicago at a place called Alinea. Um, and we were in the at the chef's table in the kitchen. See, I'm going to take this note down as you're saying it. Right? I mean, it's it's an experience. <laughs> like, and I, you know, it's I, I actually just posted a video on TikTok of them making. They have this dessert that one of the chefs kind of be. I don't know if this made him famous, but it's it's a dessert that like he's known for. Sure. Um, and it's basically a sugar balloon, where they create like a flavor. I think ours. I think the one that we had was like watermelon jo- Jolly Ranch or something like that. Yeah. They take this material and then they put a helium tank. They, they hook up helium to it and they blow it up. Wow. They create the string out of all the sugar and then they bring it out to your table floating. And then you eat the balloon as it's floating. That is it was, it was wild. Molecular gastronomy. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. really that's really cool. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So that probably tops it. <laughs> see, see now I'm gonna have to try to replicate seeing I mean Yeah my little brother who's a chef actually he replicated it for my fortieth uh, birthday. He figured out how to do it and did it and it was pretty cool. See, the only thing my brother would do for me is say, eh, your podcast is all right this episode. <laughs> That's pretty much the extent. Shout out to Rudy. He's not, bring, he's not bringing you dessert balloons? No, no. He, he's bringing me cologne that he borrowed from me from years ago. He's like, oh, yeah, here's your cologne. I was like, it's not a lot in there now. <laughs> Thanks. So this is that last portion of the podcast. And see, I told you I'm going to have you too long. Uh, the last portion of the podcast where I like to get to some rapid fire questions. These are just questions. That we want, well, I want the answer. Doesn't, doesn't necessarily need context. If you want to provide context, yeah. feel free because we don't want controversy here. That's right, right. She <laughs> touched on. Um, where does food trend? Ah, uh, the watermelon and mustard. <laughs> Have you seen that? No. Yeah, it was like a social media thing. People were putting mustard and watermelon and eating no. it. Yeah. It's not. No. Weird. Disgusting. <laughs> where, where are we recording that now? I want to say 2019, we were in the midst of a uh, pickle apocalypse, I'll call it. They were doing pickles on everything, pickled everything. pizza. Yeah. Uh, they had, like, the grinders instead of the bread. It was just big pickles. And I was like, right. look, I don't. And my co-host brought in pickle ice pops. And that's when the crowd turned on me because I think it's a terrible idea. And they loved them. It's like, I don't want salty and frozen. No, but I love pickles, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, like... I can, ha- I can like, eat an entire jar. Pickles from really bad. Absolutely. <laughs> um, all right. What's your last meal? Like, if, if you could choose, and it's like... These, oh, oh, I thought you had, like, my last meal that I ate. I'm like, these potato chips that are sitting right here. <laughs> that was my brand. <laughs> yeah. My last meal yeah. um, is a seafood lasagna that my dad, he makes it for me um, every, every year for my birthday. And it's really crazy. It has... That sounds it, delicious. It's like five pounds of crab meat, five pounds of shrimp, and then I think I think it's like three or five pounds of like lobster meat, and it's all layered. So you have like yeah. sauce, noodles, lobster, sauce, noodles, crab, sauce, noodles, shrimp. Oh, oh I'm leaving out all the cheese. <laughs> and cheese in between all of those. So you're gonna make it's, you're gonna make me a hated person because I'm gonna ask for that. It's like, hey, someone make me this. Listen to this episode, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I don't, I haven't seen it anywhere because I feel like oh, and the the, the 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 weird thing about it is that it's a um or that people say when I tell them it, about it, they say it's weird is that it's a red sauce. I think people expect like a yeah white sauce, right? No, Mm-mm. it's good. Because what what it's like a what a shrimp dish that has like a red sauce, like a spicy, like a fra diablo type thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like this, but. Not spicy. Not spicy. Yeah. Um, okay. And this, more cheesy. <laughs> this has been a point of contention recently, especially in my my household. 
Runny yolk, yes or no? Definitely. Absolutely. It's <laughs> on everything. I know. Well, that makes the food porn. That's what does it. <laughs> that's actually yeah, that's that was probably the most frequent post that I did when I was first starting. Like once a week, I would have a runny yolk. No. Yeah, on everything, on burgers, a regular runny yolk, just on everything. Fried eggs on everything. Nah, can't do it. <laughs> can't coach with them. Can't play with them. <laughs> um, best late night snack. I'm gonna go back. So, when I was living in DC, I was like two blocks away from a McDonald's. Um, and I would go to the McDonald's and just get the biggest fry, mm-hmm. bring it home immediately, and then add like truffle salt and Parmesan cheese. Hold and on. have it melt in there, and it's ridiculous. Sounds, sounds great. Yeah. Again, that's I'm it. stealing. That's my, that's my late night. That's my late night snack. I'm stealing these these food things. Yeah. The, the only like kind of weird thing that I do is I'll take, um, I'll take like microwave popcorn or what have you. Yeah. I love hot sauce. Oh. And it's just, I'm just going at it with, yeah. with like a super expensive like hot sauce, like right, right. lower sodium Tabasco forward. So like, yeah. um, it might be like freaking $10 bottle of hot sauce. It's like, let's just get it. Let's get it in there. Yeah. The other, the other thing that I actually, that I do more frequently than that is bananas foster, which is not something that's good to make. And I normally do that when I'm drunk. <laughs> I'll, how, I'll, do, I'll home and... how do we not know each other? Because this degree of opulence <laughs> I'm hearing, I'm just like, look, this is, this is great. <laughs> Yeah, not the safest thing to do when you're flambéing at 2 a.m. in the morning, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's live, really good. Live it's deliciously really good. is fine. <laughs> I, I've been looking for because um, we've been running. I have one more uh, rapid fire question, but I want to wedge this one in real quick. Yep. Um, I've been looking for just 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 kind of answer around like desserts, right? Mm-hmm. So I find that some places that I've been to, especially recently. They don't have that same attention to detail. They have a really great menu, right. but it falters. It goes off of a cliff when it goes to the dessert. Agreed. What is your take on that? Why is that the case? And what, what are your thoughts around that? I, I, I mean, I don't know what the reason is. I think a lot of the places that do have the really good desserts probably, probably have a pastry chef. Hmm. Um, and and maybe, the, maybe the chef's just not focusing on that as a, they're focusing on the main food. Um, a really good dessert. In Baltimore, take notes, <laughs> take the notes. pin moves. <laughs> it's um, bread pudding at Duck Duck Goose in Fells Point. It's croissant <sighs> bread pudding. So, so which makes it a, a lot different than just a typical no bread pudding. No, 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 no. So, <laughs> so he, he's another. <laughs> he's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Chef Al's coming up, and it's like, look, except he he posted the bread pudding the other day. Yeah. And I was like, looks really good, Chef. He's like, you should come down to try it. He's like, we should probably do an interview here too. I was like. <laughs> Are you trying to entice me with bread pudding, sir? It's worth it. It's um, worth it. I'm a banana. I'm a banana pudding guy, so uh-huh. I want to find a way to do the bananas Foster and banana. I like to combine things that seem yeah. similar that have a different application and different way of building them out, and see if those go together. Maybe those flavors or how it's done can kind of work. Yeah, I think they could. I, I, it's funny you said that because th- this morning or yesterday I got a delivery of magnolia bread pudding, banana pudding. I'm gonna throw this pen at you. <laughs> it's, in my, I, it's sitting in my refrigerator right now. I, I was it. <laughs> I was online yesterday looking at it because yeah. they're now doing their own deliveries now. I was like, oh, right, yeah, and that's why. So they, that's why they sent it to me. Um, but if you want a local banana pudding, and I well, Spin they're it. not sponsoring me, so it's you know, if they, if they want to sponsor it. me, I'll give you, I'll give Magnolia the exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. But um, a local one that's just as good is um, Crazy Pudding. Hmm. Crazy Puddings. Um, it is on, is it Maryland Avenue? It's I feel like it's around like 25th or Maryland, like right up there. And it's like, hmm. it's around the corner. 
It's in the zone. Yeah, near, um, yeah. it's like a block down from like Taste This. Yeah, it's in the zone. Uh-huh. Go there. Yeah. I've been, ha- I've been having a craving. Yeah, it's really, and he has a bunch of different flavors. I mean, he has like Snickerdoodle and then Birthday Cake and then Original and maybe Red Velvet. I mean, he has, has like eight different flavors. See, I'm a, I'm a traditionalist, firstly. Yeah. Just straight bananas. No pawpaws, no shots, but no pawpaws. I, yeah. I've seen that pop up on a lot of menus, and I was like, I'm curious, but also, if it's not like I'm expecting, I'm going to be really tight. Yeah. Go there and check them out. Okay. Very sim- I mean, sim- very similar to Magnolia, um, and, like, it, like, great. He should have lines out the door. Then I will head over there afterwards and have a break <laughs> after you. Uh, actually, I'm, I've, I've, since you mentioned French fries, i got another question in here. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Ketchup or mayo or French fries? My friend, oh, ketchup. Oh, damn. <laughs> I was there. I was there for a minute because I'm a, I'm a weird French guy when it comes to, like, because yeah. apparently that's a thing. Right, right, right. I, I like, but it has to be a good mayo. It can't be, like, yeah. like, garbage mayo. No. The same thing with ketchup. I can't get behind, like, when these, like, Custom ketchups, like just Heinz. Just give me Heinz on everything. When nope. you go to if you go to a restaurant and they make their own ketchup, I'm like, what do you get this out of here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I prefer purple ketchup on mine, made with artisanal. <laughs> um, and the last question I have in this rapid fire section, and actually this is the last question that I have. Um, so, contextually, uh, we, we've we're Crab City, right? Yeah. And we've been shifting to bringing in more oysters, mm-hmm. fried or raw? Raw. Oh. Yeah. You're dangerous. Well, I think when you do, fr- I mean, you don't get that much variation when you do fried oysters. Okay. You know, they're all kind of like, I mean, some could be like soggy or not crispy enough and have different batter and all that stuff. But I think once you, and I, I've, I've tried to start actually learning about what kind of oyster I like, because normally I'll just go to the restaurant and be like, okay, three of these, three of these, three of these, and not pay yeah. attention. Um, and now that I know, I'll go in and actually try them. Yeah. And they, I, there's a ton of variation in the taste of, of raw oysters. Um yeah, and if they're on, that's another thing. If they're on the menu, I've never had a raw oyster before. Never, no. So well, you should go with someone who knows. We can go. I'm here for it. We'll go because uh, you don't I've, want to have the wrong one. I've I've had roasted. I've had yeah. at, at Tree Chesapeake. Roasted ones are great. Yeah, they were really good. It was really good. I was like, all right, this is the charred ones from um, the Urban Oyster. Yes, Jasmine. They're yes. also really really great. Shout out to Jasmine. Yeah. So raw. Okay. It's, you got me. We're here. Uh, so that's all the questions that I actually have. So what I like to do is, with all my guests, shameless plug. I mean, I'm just going to like step away, <laughs> plug, plug, plug away as, as, if, as if it's needed because people are looking at your food and all. But uh, what you're having, all these great pictures, and now you're... TikToks, the TikToks. The, tic, the, tic, the TikToks. Follow, follow me on the TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> so feel free, please. The floor is yours. And thank no, you. No, no. I mean, thank you for having me. I mean, this is great. I love it. I, I appreciate this opportunity because it's something that I haven't really started getting into. You know, I've been focusing just on Instagram and not really expanding everything. Um, and now that's actually something I really want to get into. And that's, you know, I have the Facebook, I have the Instagram. Now I'm doing um, TikTok. TikTok. Jeez. Great. I'm an elder millennial, so. <laughs> it's just a bunch of uh, bugs having a conversation. It's TikTok. Like, what is this reality what's, show? What's even happening? Yeah, um, but really just like, you know, Give me a follow if you're not already. And, but more importantly, I think to support the local restaurants. I think now they need you more than ever. Like, be patient when you're in there. Be kind. Yeah. You know, tip. It's it's not easy for anyone right now. You know, if they're out of something, don't be mad. If you have to wait 15 minutes to sit down, it's okay. Yeah. You know, they're dealing with staffing issues, with supply issues, yeah. everything across the board. And just 
you know, <clears throat> give give them all a chance. Don't run to Yelp and give them a one star review for a ridiculous reason um, that's out of their control. Yeah. And even if you're going to run to Yelp about something, at least approach the restaurant first. I mean, that's one thing that I see because I work with a lot of restaurants is that you see bad reviews pop up, <clears throat> and they didn't even give the restaurant the chance to respond. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just just be a little bit patient. You know, there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully, with all of this stuff. Um, tons of restaurants are opening in Baltimore right now. I mean, you know, I'm in Federal Hill, and I think the lineup is like five restaurants, at least five new restaurants oh, that will wow. be opening soon in the next, you know, three-ish months. Um, yeah, just give it a little bit more time and a little bit more patience, and then we'll be, we'll be on the road. Yeah, I mean, patience is a, is a big thing, I think, yeah. when we get to this spot where— uh, people see that oh we have power so I can say X Y and Z and right, right. and I just remember it, it was one it was one donut shop mm-hmm. like over there in um, in Hamden I think it was like B Donuts maybe and I was wondering uh, which one you were gonna say <laughs> and uh, I, I just remember my girlfriend was in there and she was like yeah it's got these like like three four dollar donuts or what have you so we already know we're going there to spend like fifty dollars on donuts that's just a thing right right yeah and she was like. The lady behind me just like yelled at her boyfriend about something. It's like, why are you coming to this place where we're just blowing discretionary income on <laughs> these fried pieces? Like, why are you unhappy in a donut shop? Right, you can't be unhappy there. And that was literally that's that's something that stuck with me for like the last five years. Don't be unhappy. You're choosing to go there. You can just get some chicken right. and boil it or whatever you do with it, and right, right, right. have a sad night. But you know, give. They're people. Give people some patience, you know, some time and consideration. Right, and support local. I mean, you know, I get, get, you know, sometimes I'll comment on, like, when people are, like, sharing things about chains and all that stuff. And, of course, chains support local. People are working at the chains. But not to the level that these local mom-and-pop shops are operating. You know, if you have an owner of a restaurant downtown, they're in there doing everything right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are creating the menu, they're doing the bills, they're ordering everything, they're the host, they're the server, they're washing dishes in Social the back. Social media. <laughs> right, literally everything. And, you know, it's, 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 a lot of, it's a lot of hard work. So keeping that money um, in our communities, whether it is just in your neighborhood or expanding a little bit. I mean, I definitely think people need to expand their horizons and leave. Like, I'm in Federal Hill, and anytime I invite someone over from, like, the other side of the harbor, they're like, oh, that's going to be, that's going to take me 12 minutes. I'm like, oh, okay, get an Uber. Just, what do you, it's not that long. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a very, very important, I think, to consider, and definitely buying local and considering local, and, yeah, yeah supporting your folks here. Yeah. So, um, that's it. So, for Chris Franzoni, I am Rob Lee saying that there is food in and around Baltimore. A lot of it. Yeah, he's got to look for it. <laughs>